Hey, what's good, everybody? I ain't going to take up too much of y'all time today. I told y'all that the podcast, we was going to start doing them daily. And uh, I know y'all seen the the banner of the podcast with CeeLo Green on there and Honeycomb Brazy. Like, the situation that's going on with Honeycomb Brazy is crazy to me right now. But first and foremost, I hope y'all got your glass ready. I hope y'all got your wine ready. Today's bottle is uh, Freak Show. Freak Show. Cabernet Servion. Freak Show. Get that at any uh local supermarket or total wine wine store, wherever you get your wine in, man. Freak show. Go get your bottle of that Cabernet Sauvignon. And uh starting the pot off, I want to talk about the honeycomb brazy situation. Like I was first made aware of honeycomb brazy when he was getting shot at on Instagram, Facebook Live, one of those lives. He was getting shot at and he got shot eight times. And he was famous for, he was well known for getting shot at for 18 times, I mean, eight times on on live or whatever. Then he got shot in the head again. And they said he was certified street nigga, you know what I'm saying? Like he's certified. And uh, he out of Alabama. So while I'm just chopping it up, I'm at work today, hollering at some of my partners. And some news came around that they shot his grandmama and then set the house on fire. His grandparents, not his mama, his grandparents, then set the house on fire. Uh, some folks will say that's gangster. Some folks will say that that's gangster, that, that they was hard. They couldn't find him, so they went and got the parents. My perspective of that situation is that that's demonic. Like, where is hip-hop going? Where are we going with this hip-hop? For real, is it even hip-hop anymore? It's not even a music genre. It's just a Call it gangster. It's just gangster. It's just it's real life. You know what I'm saying? Situations like if you ain't street now and you ain't willing to sacrifice your life or pop something or you you own from selling a lot of blow and you got a lot of money for selling blow. The hip hop genre ain't where you belong. It ain't where you need to be. Talent is ain't even involved in it no more. You either balling or you trolling. It's one or the other. My perspective of it. And so. Okay, so I started doing some research on Honeycomb Brazy from Alabama. And he got a new video out called Dead People. He like dissing his Oscar shit hard. I can't even front. <laughs> I can't even front. The song's super hard. But what caught my eye was I seen Jay Prince in the video. So Jay, when, Jay, when I see Jay Prince in the video and you're an artist from the South, that means that this is certified. And when I seen that, I was like, golly, honeycomb brazy. So let me check out some more of his music. So without further ado, I'm going to pop the video up on the screen of what the news had to say about the honeycomb brazy situation in Alabama, the Alabama news. I'm putting the Alabama news up on the screen so you know it's real. We begin tonight with continuing coverage, a community in mourning after a deadly house fire in Mobile's Happy Hills neighborhood. A local rapper's grandparents found dead inside their home. Police say it's a homicide. Neighbors say they heard dozens of shots and some sort of explosion. Amber Grigley joins us at police headquarters tonight, digging deeper into what happened. Amber? Well, good evening, Peter. It's been quite difficult to wrap your mind around what may have happened on Dr. Thomas Drive last night. Now, we did get a chance to speak to some folks today, and they tell us Leela and Tony Lewis's love ran deep, not just in their community, but in their family, having many wondering, how did it end up like this? 
one of the neighbors seen the car pull up and shot into the house. And then the house went in flames. A nightmare for the family of Leela and Tony Lewis to see a place they once called home destroyed. I don't even know how to feel. I'm known. Local rapper Honeycomb Brazy is the grandson of the victims. He don't know how to feel. That was his mama, not just his grandmama. Brazy broke his silence this morning in a post on social media, saying in part, quote, I hate y'all got caught up in my expletive, shaking my head. I hate this. I beg y'all to let me move y'all every day, end quote. This taking place just months after posting a video to his page about being involved in a shootout back in November. No matter what may have triggered this heinous crime, Leela and Tony did not deserve this. To know them was to love them. Like, they didn't deserve this. Like, who does something like this? Like, when... When do this stop? Like, when is enough is enough? Like, y'all done took two innocent people here that they live their life and to be their age and to leave here like that. Now, I <clears throat> that's enough being said. Enough had been said in that uh, news clip for us to further on with the podcast. Enough had been said. So, this shit ain't gangster, man. That shit is demonic. Like, whoever did that has demonic tendencies. There was a demon. There was a demon, man, who did that to those uh, grandparents. You can't get to him, so you're going to take the grandparents out. And some people might think that that's gangster. But at the end of the day, me, I think that it's demonic. I think that it's crazy. I think that those people should get the electric chair for doing something like that. But Honeycomb Brazy, they said you was a notorious gangster. Now you're popping shit with Jay Prince in your video. Dead people, you dissing folks. They retaliated. They retaliated in a strong way. And at the end of the day, I'm the type of person, you know what I say at the end of every podcast. I wish nothing but peace, love, plenty of abundance on everybody's soul. For real. So moving on with the podcast. Told y'all every day of Black History Month, I was going to celebrate somebody black. Uh, on each episode, and I want to celebrate the person who created rock and roll. Right now in 2021, it seemed like it's a white genre. It seemed like it's only white people involved in rock and roll. But rock and roll was created by black people. It was created by a black female, Sister Rosetta Thorpe. And Sister Rosetta Thorpe, we're going to check her out, and we're going to celebrate Sister Rosetta Thorpe for creating rock and roll and at the end of the day dang man black people create a whole lot of stuff we don't get credit for that's what it seemed like to me we get we we don't get credit for half the stuff we create but let's check it out the woman who invented rock and roll sister rosetta tharp the woman who invented rock and roll rosetta tharp was born to arkansas cotton pickers in 1915 she began singing at the age of four. Soon she was playing guitar in a traveling evangelical troupe with her mother. They moved to Chicago and she gained significant fame for her rhythmic performances. After a failed short marriage to a preacher named Thomas Thorpe, she adopted the stage name Sister Rosetta Tharp. In 1938, 
she moved to New York and recorded some of her gospel songs for the first time with the backing of Lucky Melinder's orchestra. They were instantly successful. Her melding of religious lyrics with lively rollicking music was unheard of and alienated some conservative listeners while attracting secular audiences. In 1944, she recorded Strange Things Happening Every Day, a traditional African-American spiritual augmented with her vocals and electric guitar playing. It is considered to be among very first rock and roll recordings. Rosetta was a stunning performer and was an early influence on artists such as Little Richard, Chuck Berry, Johnny Cash, and Elvis Presley. She was married several times in her life, but was believed by close friends to be lesbian. Why they have to mention that, man? Just celebrate her for creating rock and roll. They say she was married many times in her life and was also considered to be lesbian. Man, come on. Come on now. One of her famous quotes is, rock and roll was born in church. She continued to tour in the United States and Europe, treading guitar solos in front of a clapping choir until her death in 1973 at the age of 58. Hey, what's crazy about that is that uh, a lot of people don't give her credit for creating rock and roll. The person who everybody thinks that's credited for creating rock and roll is Chuck Berry. He's also a black man, so salute to him, you know what I mean, for uh, being involved in the rock and roll creation. But Sister Rosetta Thorpe created rock and roll. And uh, we just want to celebrate you and show you that we appreciate you on the Trevor Jackson podcast. It's all love. Rest in peace, lady. So, uh, okay, so I'll be looking at uh, a show. Uh, my boy, Radio Shouty out of Atlanta. I don't forgot homie name or whatever, but his show is, is good. He be having all the people from Atlanta on his show. They they, they want to come to his show and talk to him. So recently he had CeeLo Green on his show. And he talked about like what you got to do to uh, become a hip-hop artist. You got to be outlandish. You got to be different. You got to be creative. You got to do something wild, some wild shit. You got to put a dress on, dress differently. You got to just be crazy with it. Do stuff that ain't nobody ever doing. Because if you're doing what everybody else doing, then you ain't going to get looked at. So I was look, thinking about that. I was like, dang, 6 9 got it popping with the rainbow hair and all of that. And music nowadays, you ain't doing nothing with music. If you want to be like... A standout artist, you gotta do something crazy. Like, think about a honeycomb brazy, his numbers running up, he hotter than fish grease, and his grandmama parents just <laughs> his grand. I said, his grandmama parents know that cabinet kicking in. I start talking crazy, that's when that cabinet kicking in. But his grandparents got shot, killed, and house burnt down. They, they sent a message to honeycomb brazy. So, we're gonna listen to a little bit of this and we're gonna talk about it afterwards. Man. What's up with hip hop, man? What's up with hip hop? And we're going to finish it off with Shannon Sharp discussion. Like, why people can, why white NFL players can uh, promote that they back Trump, but black NFL players can't say that they're affiliated with Minister Louis Farrakhan. Mm. But before we do that, here's CeeLo Green. I mean, because, you know, some people may think I'm a certain kind of way, like, you know, or Dre, but 
Come on, man. You know, everybody just normal niggas, man. Like, yeah. You know, for in real life. Yeah. If, if there's a such thing. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Yeah. But that ain't what we said on them days. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? You feel me? Um, you gotta you gotta show them. You can't just say you're exceptional. You gotta show it. You know what I mean? Like you gotta do something bold, something brave, something daring, something dangerous, something like and pull it off. You, know what yeah. you feel me? So I feel like Ooh. the I feel like the 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 fans that we've gotten, and I, I speak for myself, the fans that I've gotten, the people who have the largest, uh, you know. Hold up, at the beginning of that, if y'all didn't hear it, I'm going to repeat it. He said, man, me and Dre, he spoke for Andre 3000. He said, we just normal niggas, man. But we got to do something outlandish. We got to show them. We got to be brave. We got to be heroic. We got to, like, show them that we great. But at the end of the day, we just normal niggas. And people don't believe that. <laughs> it's crazy though. Well, and most genuine affinity for me are the people who aren't sitting in their chairs waiting yeah. on me to waiting on me to play it safe, yeah. but sitting on the edge of their seats waiting on me to survive another stunt. Wow. You know what I'm saying? So I feel like a daredevil for the game. That's where the wedding dresses and shit like that be coming from. I'm, I'm, I want to talk about that shit. I mean, right, like, I'm here for that. But, but I tell, but I tell you, um, because it's just, it's just to me, and it was some gangster shit. Cause I'm like. I dare a nigga fuck with me. I saw that and uh, it was uh, at a time I, I, I hadn't spoke to you. You were mad at me. <laughs> because you, we, we, you know, and I'm going to tell you why I was mad at you, see, though, and I'm glad you, you brought you it up. That it, right. And, and it's like this right here. It's like when you have a family member and, and you know, they do something that you deem. So I didn't look at it from your perspective. I'm, I'm being selfish, right? Yeah. And and when you when you when you do something and it embarrasses, it could be my brother. If I feel like it embarrassed me, and a lot of people in the city felt that way, mm -hmm. if you know, I'm at, we, we're asking questions for we hear people from Cali and Tennessee, you know, talking about you. And when you talk about you, you talk about me. For sure. When yeah. you say something about CeeLo, you you talk about me. So then that builds resent for, sure. for me to be like, well, damn, CeeLo, why you put us in this position That's to right. where I have to, I to, be, to defend you? you, you, you correct. Yeah. And so 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 that was my that's what what I was upset about. Now I uh, and you um, know we talk. Yeah, and yeah. we talked, and 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 we and we and we got it out, and 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 it, it was us. It was me being selfish. It yeah. was me being selfish. But let me cut this off. I just <laughs> this nigga talking longer than CeeLo talk, man. At the end of the day, but check out Be High TV. He has some great interviews. He has some artists you don't forgot about from Atlanta. He had a homie from the St. Lunatics on there talking about why it ain't no such thing as St. Lunatics no more. But uh. The reason I play this part is because, like, CeeLo, further along in the show, CeeLo was talking about Young Thug and why it doesn't bother him that Young Thug had a dress on. See what I'm saying? Because at the end of the day, like, people have to do something heroic for you to be entertained, for you to even want to check their music out. They know their music phenomenal, but you ain't even wanting to listen to it. Because they ain't doing nothing that's crazy that you that's not making you look forward to it. So that's just something that I wanted to uh, add to the podcast. So so far we talked about Honeycomb Brazy. We talked about the lady who created rock and roll, the black lady who created rock and roll. That was our Black History Month topic, and uh, we talked about CeeLo Green. Now we're gonna talk about Shannon Shaw and the divide between black and white 
situations in the NFL. And he checked the homie Skip. I hope they don't take the, the live off for showing this or whatever, because, you know, Undisputed got their stuff heavily protected. But here we go. I think the thing is, had Mr. Kraft and Coach Belichick been wearing the hat, it might be a different story. They're kind of like behind the scenes. We're like we like a lot of black prominent black athletes have to be behind the scenes with Mr. Farrakhan. That's what you have to do because you remember they was trying to cancel folks this summer. You remember Deshaun Jackson skip? Howie Roseman and the owner called him in because he said something about what Mr. Farrakhan is saying. You remember that? Now Tom Brady, that ain't gonna ever happen to a white athlete. Okay. Okay, I got it. But Mr. Farrakhan's views are obviously so anti-Semitic. What? what about Kareem Trump? So, yeah. so, and I said, no, I, I got it. I'm, I'm just putting him in the same. <laughs> but, that's, but my thing is, with yeah. President Trump, anti-black, yeah. anti-Semitic. So we gonna weigh more one ways more no, than the we other. Can't. And oh. obviously, Minister Farrakhan's anti-white. Yeah. Okay, so but you can say they're the same. People automatically assume he's anti-this when he's pro-black. No, I can, I don't gotta be against this if I'm for that. I'm for my people being uh, educated. I'm for my people being prosperous. I'm for my people having rights and protection. That don't mean I'm against you having that. That means I just want that for my people no, like you it. get that for yours. I got it. Hey, look, man, you know why I'm called anti-Semitic? I don't hate Jewish people. What I hate is their inordinate control over the lives and the minds and the thinking and the speaking of black intellectuals. We got brilliant men that can't talk like men because they're afraid of tenure in some doggone college. They're afraid that somebody will pull a paycheck out from under them. How in the hell can you have a united front when your people are sold out to other forces that don't want no unity among us? Hey. That was enough being said right there. <laughs> Words are powerful. And if they can silence you with your paycheck, they will. The NFL is owned by a majority whites. They will accept you being one of them, supporting one of them. But they ain't going to accept someone that doesn't look like them. That's not supporting what they do. At the end of the day, I appreciate y'all tuning into the podcast. Subscribe to the channel. Peace, love, and abundance. Go and get your money.